I thought of a new way we can intro our podcast. How? I'm going to read you a daddy cor- a corny dad joke. Nice. Or a daddy corn joke if you want to reverse them. <laughs> all right, ready? What do you call a mac and cheese that gets all up in your face? I don't know. Too close for comfort food. (laughs) (laughs) I like dad jokes. Me too. Your kids don't like them, though. I think they're funny. (laughs) All right, so I have the three things this week. I was racking my brain trying to think of something fun, and I thought of a good one. Oh, we forgot to say the brought to you by. Do you want to start with that? Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Janet remembering what we don't do. (laughs) No, today I'm brought to you by air conditioning because it is... 98 degrees outside, and I've been paddleboarding for like three hours. That's and by paddleboarding, I mean standing on the shore and taking pictures. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, this week, I am brought to you by the hell of donating plasma. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. That's it? Well, it's just been a rough week. I went on Thursday, and I was five minutes too late for the appointment, so they wouldn't let me in. Mm. So then I had to come back the next day, and then my heart rate was too high. No, I came back on Saturday, and then finally today I was able to donate, but they had to do both sides because they couldn't get the left vein, which is usually the better one. It was just complicated. I was there for like two hours. It's rough to make a trip and then be told no. Yes, and to drive for nothing is frustrating, but I'm saving lives. Yay. I'm saving lives. And I'm saving helping money. people with yeah, serious immune problems. I like that you look at it from a life-saving standpoint, and I'm like, and it's money. Oh, no, I keep reminding myself, everybody's there for the money. Every person laying in that bed getting the blood sucked out of their arm and put back in without part of it, they're there for the money. But it makes it makes my heart feel warmer that at least it's a win-win, you know? Yeah. Okay, so my three things, is I'm going to twist it up just a little bit. Mine is three people that you'd want to travel cross-country on a train with. I thought train because it would be like an extended period of time, but a little more comfortable than a mm-hmm. car. So three people that you'd want to travel cross-country with on a train. Dang. Alive now? Hmm, whatever you want. I would want to travel with a corpse, but... <laughs> I mean, if you could bring them with you, because if this yeah. is a hypothetical. Whoever you want. Live okay. or dead. Are you going to start? Sure. Um, I, of course, I'm going Real Housewives. <laughs> so it would have to be Erica Jane from Beverly Hills, Shannon from OC, and probably Kyle Richard. No, Kim Richards. She used to be on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now she's not. She's a party. She's what? A party. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, you just start listening to the cast and Magic Mike we're done no <laughs> he's just always oh I'm not explaining he's always been my favorite um Bill Gates hmm. and Tom Hanks. That would be fun. I really like Tom Hanks. Actually, Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Zombieland again. Oh, that's a good movie. When I was at Jaylands, we watched Zombieland. That was fun. 
All right, what are we talking about today? You've got our topic. Um, I do have our topic. And so one of the things that we had talked about discussing was um, the relationship between us and the importance of us taking time and focusing on our relationship with each other. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, <laughs> Will you just remind me that they can't see gestures, so when I'm gesturing... I know. I. <laughs> oh, well. If they... You don't... Maybe the gesture isn't so important. It's like... I'm still talking, so <laughs> if you're nodding, that's okay, because I'm still covering the sound part of it. Um, so this article that I found um, is called How to Care for a Manny. <laughs> it says nanny. So a nanny will care for you. It's from the Washington Post back in March of 2016 by Leslie Kendall Dye. Um, so she talked a lot about her experience uh, being a nanny for like 10 years. Wow. She worked with a lot of families and... You know, six of them are still family to her. Six of those families she stayed really close to. Sometimes it was a temporary thing where it was taking care of tourist kids, you know, stuff like that, like <laughs> yeah. an agency would call. Um, but a lot of them she worked for them for a long period of time. And then she became a mother. So she was on the other side of it. And so she's got a unique perspective that way uh, about how, like what nannies need in order to stick around because they're happier and... There's Wait. some open communication. You're telling me I can leave? <laughs> no, no cheesecake. Currently sitting in a misery type situation. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, how will you? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, so she, one of the things that I thought was interesting is she talked about a book um, called City Baby New York, The Ultimate Guide for Parents from Pregnancy to Preschool. And she talked about how that only focuses on the things that can go wrong in the family dynamic and, you know, with an employer. And so it was basically a guide to how to officially lose your nanny. Um, <laughs> and, and she mentions that um, disregard for the humanity of the fact that you have your own life and you're living your life, you know, and so it needs to be uh, give and take, you know. It's just, she calls it the deep-rooted weed in the world of childcare. care. <laughs> um, so some things that they mentioned in that book that she specifically took issue with is, you may want to tell your nanny that you have a camera so that she's always on her best behavior. We have changed nannies several times. The most important person in your child's life is you, the parent. Kids eventually adjust to a new nanny or caregiver, it says. And we're big on giving a nanny a trial period. Take this opportunity to observe her with your baby. She's like, I read that entire chapter. I couldn't find a single thing that wasn't designed to just set up the nanny in an antagonistic way. Yeah. You know? Um, and she's not arguing, and nor am I, for or against nanny cams. Like, everybody's free to make their own decisions. Um, and not that they're not entitled to maintain the role as parent, you know? Because it is a different role. Uh, and the primary, primary love object for their little ones and nobody can replace a parent. I think everybody that works with kids appreciates that. I mean, you had been taking care of your nieces and nephews a lot, right? Years mm -hmm. and years, some of them their whole life. And so you have a different relationship with them yeah. than, than the parent, but the parent also has a, a different role. Like, you know, you can do more in five minutes with your kids than I can in five hours. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> so aggravating. <laughs> 
Like what? They don't want my attention all the time. So five minutes of attention from you can fix more problems than I can in five hours. I'm good about like the dig deep, what's really going on. And I love that. I feel like we balance each other really well that way. And that's part of the communication that I think we'll talk about next week. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a big part of it for me is that there's a distinction. Um, but there is, I don't know. It's just, I'm having a hard time articulating it. (laughs) So I want to segue or sidestep to the nanny cam. Mm -hmm. When I was living with my sister and her family, we had a camera set up in the main area, front door. And that camera's been a lifesaver. Oh, my sister, fell, my little niece fell and broke her collarbone and we were able to see on the camera, this is exactly what happened. This is how it is. So I would suggest calling it a family cam. Yeah. That's, that's for everybody idea. in the family. It's to make sure that everyone's doing okay and nothing's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can be used. I mean, I know there are some parents that have issues when their kids get hurt multiple times and they're prone to injuries like that with the collarbone mm-hmm. that you know, a broken arm that looks like a defensive. Well, my nephew break. broke his arm the same day mm-hmm. at a basketball game. That's so right. same day or next day. I can't remember, but it yeah, was you're like, Here very we close again. period. So I, like, I have no problem. And but I think, so that's there. But if you were to up. call it a Manny cam, then I'd be like, Oh great. Mm-hmm. So Janet doesn't trust me. This and is that's it. the antagon- antagonistic approach is just like, I'm setting this up because I don't trust you. Yeah. Well, that's different, you know, than like, making sure, like you said, everybody's well-being is being covered. Um, And, you know, she talked about um, how easy it is to create a situation where it's, you're kind of patronizing the point of view, you know, Um, it just sets up a really bad dynamic, I think, from the beginning. So she's, um, she has some ideas because uh, a lot of people end up losing their nanny and they don't even know why. But And it's okay. Like, she goes through some kind of bullet points. It's okay to see the nanny as a friend. It's not going to change the relationship as long as the boundaries are in place. But it makes it so much easier to have an open dialogue about things. Well, if you're a boss at a job, wouldn't you want your coworkers or people working underneath you to view you as friendly and not right i'm exactly. waiting for you to mess up like that's just common sense to me <laughs> i feel like it's different though in the child care world in in the especially realm of having someone in your home in that nanny manny position you know i feel like it, people just view it differently instead of accepting that yes you're exactly right you want to be friends with the people that you work with or at least friendly, even to the ones that you don't like. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case with a manny or nanny. But um, And taking care of the person in that role is so important. It's just like helping take care of the kids, you know? Instead of focusing only on what's going on with the role and with the kids, asking, how's your dad doing? Did he make it out of the hospital yet? You know, like things that are going on, I have a genuine concern for you. Yeah. Right? Like we're very close friends. I'm very concerned about what's going on in your life. And I think people don't always focus on that with their nanny. You know, they just kind of view it like I wouldn't want to pry or. Well, I think some of it might be I've just spent a long day at work. I've got to come home and 
decompress while also now being present for my kids. Right. So it's kind of a... And that's why, I mean, one of the things that really got me started thinking about this topic specifically is the importance of us spending quality time together too. That's part of it for us is having that time away from the kids. It's like a date night. You know, we get away from the kids. We get to talk about them when they're not there. <laughs> That's our Dateline episode call. My boss my boss tried to date me. <laughs> Turns out I'm gay, but whatever. She was trying anyway. <laughs> oh. um, and, you know, really accepting one of the things that she says, too, is not accepting that they're just replaceable. Because you might need to replace a nanny. I have done it many times. And so I'm, I'm glad you're still what your number here. of nannies are. Um, I don't know. Let me think. Because when did I start having one? Uh, oh, I can think. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Keep in mind, my daughters are 17. I don't know if Jeffrey Music that. is copyright or not. So I'm not going to say <laughs> Um, none of them has died. So that's good, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> that gives me hope. Five, six. I think you're probably seven. You're lucky number seven. Nice. If I'm doing my math correctly. So yeah, they shouldn't be replaceable. And it was never on my part, you know, yeah. and I did my best to take care of them. But I've learned so much over the years. You know, my former nannies. They don't like when I say my old nanny. <laughs> <laughs> so my former nannies, I just have learned so much from them and working with them. And it was a lot of times just a change in their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, something because when you have younger girls that are nannies, a lot of them get married. They might go away and go to college. You know, they just want to get out of the town they grew up in. You know, there's a lot of things that change at that point in a woman's life you know some of them have a baby and i don't know it's just different i think and that's unique to you because i don't ever have to worry about you having kids at least or having a life essentially <laughs> or having a life i mean <laughs> social life otherwise such an know, introvert just, i like it yeah it's nice having time alone i don't know what that's like but <laughs> <laughs> that's not true i do take some alone time we just talked about um self-care and I scheduled a spa day. Nice. I still had one gift card left. It's July. And I still have a gift card left from Christmas. Christmas, wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to use it. It's my last one. But I'm going to get a facial and a mani-pedi and a one-hour massage. So it's super mm-hmm. relaxing. I did get to go do the massage then the facial right in to get my toes done. And it's like spa high. It's so nice. So I'm taking <laughs> care of myself. I'm I've been drinking more water. That's been my self-care. Nice. Good Hydration. for you. You should try those drip drop things. Drip drop. We'd love to advertise for you. I love them. They're like a little packet. It's kind of like a crystal light. Yeah. And it's more hydrating or as hydrating as getting an IV. Wow. With the stuff that's in it. And it tastes really good. I've got three different flavors. There's like a berry and a, I think watermelon and lemon. I think they're all really good. I think the watermelon's my favorite, but. I've been doing just tangerine essential oil mm. and a little bit of electrolytes that I ordered off of Amazon. Yeah. I put lemon in my water all the time. I love but that. But if I can drink 100 ounces of water, then I get a sugar-free Powerade. That's my reward for the day. Nice. So it's 32 ounces. It's over a gallon a day. 
Wow, that's a lot. It is a lot. But... I, I can't remember. I was doing the math the other day. I really should have like 80 ounces. And that's only two of my 40 ounce Bottle. bottles. And I think I have probably four or five of those a day. Oh, wow. So I drink a lot of water. Every once in a while I'll have a soda, but. I just like it with the lemon essential oils in it. Oh, yeah, we were talking. (laughs) We just like spending time together, which let's circle back. (laughs) Spending time together. That's one thing I've loved about this podcast is it's set aside time for us every week to do this, to spend time together. Because we'll hang out sometimes a little before, a little after, you know, while it's uploading and stuff and just kind of talk. And I love that. So that quality time, I think, is super important for us. And the way you do that can be really different, you know? The drag show works great for us. Yeah. <laughs> and I now drinking and going to the drag show. I love it. Anyway, um, she talks about not treating it the same relationship like you would an office staff just because it's so much more intimate. Yeah, Every relationship. In yeah. Yeah, they're in your space. Sometimes they live in the home and it's uh, that actually opens up a box of other boundaries you know so it's a little more work in that respect and a lot of parents i think slip into not letting the nanny have time off you know it's just like constant i really try to be respectful of your weekends you know like i don't text about the kids unless there's something major going on you know i just try to really respect that instead of being like hey i was thinking about this or this came up with the kids i I just try it's funny because i just turn my phone off on the weekends so you can text it when it comes up and then if I don't respond, it's just because I've turned it off. That's true. You're really good about taking screen breaks. Yeah, tech I have breaks. to. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and being open to the idea that every caregiver is ha- going to have a different relationship with each kid. It's very individual. And so I know you... Can you speak to when you first came into our lives and building that relationship with the kids? My initial response is, I don't know, can I? <laughs> yeah, you're doing that all the time to the kids lately, and they laugh, and then they I laugh always say about can it. They're all still... the time, and they're always like, I don't know, can I? Yeah, and they, they do it to each other, too. It's funny. It's pretty fun. So, will you please? Yes. So, man, I remember when I first walked in, there were kids everywhere. <laughs> it was a lot. And Nine they were, is a lot. They were much younger. The girls were 14, so yeah, Genevieve was 14. like... Three? No. Two? Two and then... Two. Yeah. So, luckily, the oldest twins, because they look so much alike, uh, luckily one of them had a short haircut, mm-hmm. or I would have never... I mean, even with them having different hair, it's still... Yeah, now now you I... can tell them apart. You have been able to for a long time. But still, now that their hair is the same length, oh, as of, oh. like, a week ago, as of a week one ago, Haley cut... One of them got so offended... Haley got so offended when I called her Hannah the other day. And I was like, I could only see the back of your head. I don't Right. I've done that. I've done that too. I'm like, now that your hair is the same length, I can't tell from behind. You guys look the exact same. Sometimes you can buy the clothes that yeah. they're wearing, but usually it's like, anyway. So I really, I mean, I think also being a male coming into their lives with the you know, death of their father so recent, yeah, there was, was a lot months. of three months. There was a lot of standoffish so i just really the first week or so did nothing yeah i really didn't i just i was there cleaned up after dinner made sure that they were all 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 right it was also the end of summer 
I don't think they were in school at that no, point. No, they started so, school really shortly after that. Yeah, so we just kind of hung out for summer. I brought various games like Pie Face, oh, which yeah, I used to play when I was a kid with my grandma. And so we just did fun activities like that and just kind of established just getting to know you, getting to know each other as individuals. Yeah. So I didn't really enforce anything or do anything. I was just kind of there until mm-hmm. I got used to me just being there. And then slowly I usurped all the power. <laughs> it's true. They all know it. <laughs> so I think... I'm in charge, but you have all the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it really was just filling them out. And I'm such a big people watcher yeah. that I was entertained just watching and figuring out, okay, so these two are twins, but this one's driven and motivated by this, while this one is driven and motivated by this. And really just kind And the of... dynamics between them, too. Because I think that's important to know with the kids is how they interact with each other and how they trigger each other, the ways that they can support each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And part of it, it was interesting because, you know, we're all raised different ways. So my sister and I were raised the same way by the same parents. Mm-hmm. And then when she was raising her family, my interactions with them, that was what was normal because that's how we were raised. And it's just how life is. And then going to your house, which was completely different. It was like, <laughs> you can use the no. word chaos. Go ahead. <laughs> chaotic yes it was crazy it still is Mm -hmm. and i don't thrive in chaos i thrive in structure because i was i grew up in very structured so it just chaos all the way this is all new to me trying to (laughs) trying to not do the chaos and grow (laughs) to the point as a parent where it's effective and i it's hard it's hard for me well i think that's where we have to find the boundary in the middle and i think especially the youngest kids, really needed that structure. So my thing was, my reward will be I can get the kids in bed and then I can do the dishes and be done for the night. So that's what motivated me to sit your kids down with a book and have and read to them so they can go to sleep. Yeah. And so then I had to develop a whole schedule with them and kind of negotiate with the older kids. Well, if we're doing this, you can't be around. You can't be doing yeah. this. you got to be downstairs. You've got to be quiet downstairs because... There was multiple times where I would just get one or two kids to sleep out of the youngest five. And then someone would scream downstairs and then they'd all pop up and they're all ready to go. They want to go have fun. So it really was just like a slow balancing act until I could get more power and more authority and more like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Until then it was just, just be patient just push through it so you can go do the dishes. Because I like cleaning. It soothes my soul. (laughs) So then after that, later on, when, when it was time to take that step of really building the individual relationship with each kid, because I know that you've said several times that you went to them and said, you decide what this relationship is going to be, because I can just show up and do the minimum and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Just make sure you're fed and things like that. But before it got to that point, how did you... Kind of nurture that relationship well i think it was a lot different because the first three months as with your family um it was evenings yeah that's right so we did have some downtime so i could go driving around with your oldest twins who were learning to drive and i could you know work individually that way but it was also a very condensed we've got dinner we've got homework we've got bath time we've got brushing teeth and yeah you know, kind so of limits very... the free time so then i would tell your kids hey let's play this game but I won't have time to do it if I don't, if I can't get everything else done. 
So I need your help with this. And your kids, if they hear the word help, nine times out of ten, they'll immediately do whatever you ask them to do. And so then it was like, I need your help doing dishes. And guess what? I don't have to clean the kitchen anymore because your kids wanted to play a game before I left. So they would go and, and do things. And then I wasn't with your family for about like six months. No, it was like eight months, close to eight months. And yeah. when I came back, it was during the day. So we weren't as rushed, but also there was school. So mornings were just chaotic. Oh, and the driving. And the driving to school. And so it was just really kind of fun to figure out how can I still get that attention and that need filled when I only have a certain amount of time with them. Whereas the youngest ones I've got, you know, all day, how am I going to fill that time? Mm -hmm. And so it really was kind of individualizing what's going to drive them to get the behavior that I want. And so I really had to get to know individually what was going on. And at the same time, it was, what are the goals for the family? What are we going to do to get the family where it should be? And so it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of trial and error with your kids to try and figure out what specifically child A likes and why child B hates that so much Mm -hmm. and how to balance it all out. And one thing I did do is I made a rule up front that we're never going to use the word fair because nothing is fair. Yeah. It's just not fair. So try to remove that word from your kid's vocabulary. And how? Do, why are you upset about this? Okay, well, this child's at this place doing this. So that's why they're allowed to do that. I think with that explanation, it made a lot more sense and was able to, to move on. Yeah. What was your original question? Um, just describing how you built the relationship with the kids. So I, I think you okay. answered that. So, okay, but that's... Yeah, so that whole thing was leading up until... When we had summer of 2018, just kind of that blowout with the oldest girls, and I just finally had to say, what exactly do you need from me? One of their friends was like, they don't like this. Okay, so then I went to them, I hear you don't like this. What else? And really, I want you to define the relationship. You tell me what you want. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to have to do. I can't not follow some of these rules. I can be more lenient with these ones if you do this. And so it was a negotiation trying to figure out what they need, what they want, and how to meet the end goal of everyone being happy and safe, essentially. Yeah. And just problem solving together. Because I think it's important with anyone, any relationship, to make sure that you're treating the problem as the problem, not the person as the problem. And that was a hard shift for me. But that's not, we're on the same teams trying to work together on that third part of the triangle and find a solution together, you know? So that kind of goes into what I was going to talk about in the next week's episode, but just making sure we're all on the same page with communication. Yeah. Really. I think, I think that'll, once we talk about it, I think that's going to continue to come up in a lot of our episodes just because we work so hard at it and it is a big part of our relationship. And whether it's going well or not. Because we have our moments, you know, where it's like... (laughs) Well, there's 12 of us, including you and Carl and me. There's 12 of us who all have our own idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. My way is usually the one that wins out. (laughs) Almost always. (laughs) Which is great. But it's just really, how is this going to really meet the end goal? Or how is this going to help you be happy? So if I put it back in their court... Explain to me, justify why this is a good idea for you. Then I'm more lenient and more able to say yes, but they've really got to think through why this is going to be the best for them. Yeah, why it's a wise choice. Yeah. 
So, I don't know. We I think we took a really good nanny versus mommy turn. Um, <laughs> but there's um, a couple of other points that she goes over. And one of them is that nannies spend all day nurturing. We, I mean... It's exhausting. That, yeah, this is like maybe a three-part series when we talk about that um but it's important getting you get depleted and when they're being refueled by talking their love language and really making sure that their needs are getting met as well they go above and beyond she's like i scrubbed kitchens i organized bookshelves um taking photos of all of the kids and framed them for the parents bought picture books and um, treats, you know, and she was treated like family and because, uh, you know, and it was a pleasure for her. Um, and just asking about their life, like we talked about, just knowing what's going on and making sure that you're involved in it to, so that they know that you do care, you know, asking, depending on the age and what's going on in their life, but she do well on the test. How's her dad health, her dad's health. Um, where'd she get that nice dress? I comment on your hair every time it changes. Sometimes <laughs> it takes me a minute, but this, uh, lavender periwinkle. periwinkle. Yeah. It's, I said lavender last time, but the base of it is more lavender. It's cause my skin got burned from the bleach. <laughs> soaked right. up the purple. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good though. Cause Look it's right in the front. I love it. But yes, periwinkle. Why am I periwinkle, Janet? I was just going to say to pay homage to Sam. Sam was just Periwinkle in the Dear Edwina Jr. show. And we have Kent to thank for her being as prepared as she was for everything, whether it was costuming or, I mean, getting to and from rehearsals and practicing a lot at home. The practicing at home was the best part because you'd be like, okay, Sam, here's an hour that you get to go do something that you don't want to be entertained by me. Go yeah. practice your songs, all of them, multiple times. She nailed it, though. Yeah, she, every she line. did great. She was loud and clear. Oh, and she was smiling the whole time she was on stage. Like she, she's just such a natural performer. She loves it, and her solo was so good. She did so great. So that was her reward: is if you do really, really well with practice all the way up to the show, I'll show up with periwinkle hair. So the <laughs> night before, bleached it all out. I have no more traffic cone orange. Yes, it turned peachy I, though. I liked I'm it really again. impressed with how this one turned out. It's it's one of the first ones that I feel like has turned out the way you wanted it to. You know, yeah. I feel like the red did too, but anyhow, <laughs> we, we get sidetracked so easily. <laughs> well, we're um, talking about me. It's important. Yeah. Well, and one of the last points she made um, was to keep in mind that lots of families are eager, eagerly looking for a nanny. Um, and if you allow the, the shit to get in the way, if you step on her toes too often, if you forget about her humanity and her life or his, uh, it's easier for your nanny to replace you than vice versa. Amen to that. Yeah. So it's an important thing to remember, <laughs> I think. I've had a couple offers. Um, and then, so to wrap it up, at least on this part of it, I'm sure we can find something else to talk about for a minute because this is a lengthy topic, I think between us, you know? Yeah. Um, but she kind of finishes off with one of the families that she's still really close to and the kind of woman that she worked for. She said she exemplified the kind of parent I hoped to be. She didn't mind if her children wanted to sleep in her bed sometimes 
or fall asleep next to their nanny or try a sip of beer or jump from great heights for fun. She was comfortable with herself. She was comfortable in general. She trusted me. And because of that, I became even more trustworthy. So I feel like that kind of sums it up, you know, like if you're comfortable in your skin, it helps your nanny be comfortable in their skin, you know, and just like we I know I've been working really hard recently on just connecting with myself and feeling like I know who I am, you know, without numbing out. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Um, but I, I thought that was an interesting point that when you extend trust, it builds on itself, you know? It is very stressful. I think I get more stressed out than you do when one of the kids is going to a friend's house and I can't find him. And I'm like frantically banging on every door in the neighborhood and you're just like, eh, they'll show up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really am like, I mean, I, we try really hard to educate them on, you know, how to stay safe. But the reality is if, if the opportunity presents itself, are they going to pass? No, we're not sending your friend or cousin to kidnap them. Don't do that. Do you know Horrible how, idea. Do you know how much they would learn in just one fake kidnapping? <laughs> and then I could be there to be like, ha, I told you so. <laughs> oh, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> oh, Remember yeah. holding back our, our desire to say so. I told you so? I don't hold it back very often. Oh, I finally said something about the car. <laughs> oh, I haven't yet. Oh. I've had too many other issues to deal with. But I think from a caregiver, manny, nanny perspective is that it can be very awkward to be in someone else's home. And I didn't even want a key to your room for a long time. Yeah. Because I just, I don't want that responsibility. That's another responsibility I don't want. It's just not for me. And then when you were like, no, like this needs to happen. I need you to go in and get this. I need you to do this. And there's that relationship built up between us. It was like, okay, I'm not invading her personal space. Right. And Carl's, I wanted to be very respectful of Carl's personal space. And now I just lock myself in there. <laughs> now you're so happy you have a key. It's either there or downstairs by the water heater. <laughs> by, the, by the big pantry downstairs. Yeah. I lock myself in there for hours. There. <laughs> but I think it's just, it's really finding that balance between, yes, I am in your home and I'm with your kids and I want to do what's best for you, but you're not here. And then I've got my whole, like, this is what it should be like. This is how kids should be raised. So it's a big, delicate balance. It's just a plethora of everything going on, trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like Jim Gaffigan says, what was it like to have their fifth child, I think it was, or fourth child? He's like, just imagine that you're swimming in the middle of the ocean with four kids, and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> like yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty accurate so it is just this juggling act i feel like spinning plates is one of the best like you got to keep spinning them you know at varying speeds and see my natural tendency is i want to watch the world burn so i'm gonna come and <laughs> knock those plates off but i told you not to play with glass what do you expect oh speaking of glass do you want the devastating news uh -oh. being recorded or not Yes. Okay. Because this is legit live. I, uh oh. Uncensored. You were planning to come over to the house, but we're recording elsewhere yes. at my sister's place. So 
Um, I was going to make her tell you, but I'll tell you. The big glass jar with the twist on lid fell and shattered. <gasps> it's the sangria one. <laughs> so we'll have to replace it. May. <laughs> you know what? It's already been broken. Somebody took the little plastic O-ring to stop it from leaking. So What? The little O-ring in the lid that you yeah. like screw on so the lid doesn't fall off and leak. Yeah, somebody took that off like a week or two ago. It's been missing ever since. It was already on its way out. Yeah. <laughs> it honestly looked like it jumped out of the cupboard. She's <laughs> like, I, I opened the fridge and it just fell. Which oh, it was I, in the fridge? No, it was up on top of the fridge. And it may be that she was trying to get in there because mm. the cupboard was open. So that's possible. But She was probably searching for whatever I've hidden up there. Yeah, probably. And so I think she moved it and then got down, or maybe she was up there at the time. I didn't hear her jump down, though, you know, and I don't think the stool was right there. It was clear across the kitchen, but very sorry. Warmest condolences. Your dog's going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was such a pain to clean up, too, because it literally shattered. Yeah, because that's glass everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we got it all, though. We got the vacuum out. And... No, I'm just picturing tomorrow stepping on glass. <laughs> anyway, it's not too devastating. I was expecting something. You can something. bring your Crocs. Because then you got, you know, just slip on and off. You know I left my Crocs at your house for like a week and your kids freaked out every day? Why are your shoes still here? What? Are the... <laughs> They're my Crocs. Leave them alone. That's funny. At least they acknowledge them as shoes. Yeah. What are those? Those are my Crocs. Can we talk about how comfortable Crocs are? And when you have to go to like five appointments in a day and you're running around doing stuff, that's amazing. That's why nurses wear them. A lot of nurses wear Crocs. They make the best flip-flops too, by the way. Really? Do you ever need... Oh, they don't even look like Crocs. Like, they're just so comfortable. I have like five pairs. I'll have to give those a try. Be back later with a review. So now we're going from Manny versus Mommy to Croc reviews. <laughs> and we're shifting the podcast. <laughs> All we're going to talk about is our views on Crocs and how they differ. <laughs> different colors, different styles. Oh, don't get me started. Have you seen the video where the turtle is mating with the Croc? Of course. Oh You've shown me multiple my times. goodness. It's so <laughs> funny. If you haven't seen it, pull up YouTube. And search for turtle mating with croc. It's hilarious. How do we get so sidetracked constantly? Uh, it's it just happens. Yeah, I feel like we kind of have covered what we want to with that. Yeah. So now we're just. So now you got to come up with an outro. I have our dad joke intro. I'm supposed to come up with an outro. Yep, on the spot. That's not fair. You got time to plan ahead for it, and look up a dad joke. <laughs> um. I got nothing. Okay. Live long and prosper. That's it. (laughs)